God help. I need some help. Help me. Help. You exploit them and spread whatever problems they have to the whole world. You think that's helping? <laughs> We say that every day. Why can't we say it more often? I just love you. I just want to go to the rooftops and scream. I love my best friend. Howdy, y'all. I hope you're doing well. I'm Willard, and this is Twinkle Dads, an emo advice show. If you don't know already, the gist of the show is pretty simple. Listeners, hopefully you, send in questions asking for personal advice. It could be about anything and or everything. School, love, life, work, relationships, philosophical quandaries, whatever they may be. You send in a question. I and or one of our very special guests will come onto the show, talk about it at length, give you some answers that you may or may not enjoy. And then we'll also give you a few song recommendations that we believe will help you feel better about your situation. Let us help you help yourself. So if you would like to send in a question to be answered on an upcoming episode, you can do one of two things. You can A, email me at twinkledad69 at gmail.com or B, DM at emo advice show. Once again, even though, you know, we're not, we're strangers. You probably have never met me or any of the musicians who have come on. It's a very parasocial relationship we love you and we care about you and most importantly we want you to prioritize like you know what is best for yourself and to take tender care of your heart so once again if you'd like to send in any questions please dm at emo device show or email twinkledad69 at gmail.com without further ado here's my conversation with katie the mastermind behind san jose based anti-folk project pacing Uh, Their album, which dropped in October of last year, uh, quote, real poetry is always about plants and birds and trees and the animals and milk and honey breathing in the pink, but real life is behind a screen, unquote, uh, has just kind of been a constant highlight in my rotation and my life since I first heard it. In fact, when T-Dads went on a temporary break, hiatus, uh, pacing was one of those projects where I'm like, okay, if T-Dads ever comes back, I absolutely want to talk about this and to platform this. You know, it could be a shitty interview on my part, but as long as it gives someone an opportunity to listen to this album when they haven't listened to it before, that's absolutely like what the purpose is. And there's a lot to say about it that I don't think I quite have the words for, but I will say this I understand. And we talk about it in the interview that pacing doesn't necessarily fit the emo genre tag. Um, it's definitely much closer to like in the territory of Cheekface and Sydney Gish, who are incredible musicians, not emo, but they make very lovely music. Um, I will say, though, that pacing and real poetry very much share similar territory in my mind with the Captain Jazz self-titled that we talked a few episodes back about because it's like one of the best like synthesis uh, syntheses of internet culture and the kind of like the real life like tech 
yeah, what real life is now in 2023 uh, in music, you know, because, of course, when you talk poetic, you want to talk about all these high concepts. But real life is poetry and a good chunk of it is spent on screens. It's spent listening to podcasts, you know, it's spent going on your Spotify app. And just throughout the album, throughout real poetry, so much character and personality bleeds, you know. And in a sense, that is real emo because there just seems to be like a real connection and real life behind the music that's being created, the music that Katie makes. So, yeah, it it was a blessing to have this conversation and it's even more so a blessing to share it with y'all. So, yeah, here is my conversation with Katie. But first, and I think a truly incredible introductory track to both the interview and the album, here's Bite Me. Thank y'all so much and talk to you oh so soon. Bye-bye now. Real poetry is always about plants and birds and trees and the animals and milk and honey breathing in the pink. But real life is behind a screen. Skimming and scrolling, real trees don't grow in my yard, but I'm moving from the east where the lemons are so plenty. They don't know what to do with those things, and I'm taking you with me, my sweet. So you can bite me if it makes you feel any better. You can bite me if it makes you feel like And here we go Oh, what a waste of all your sorrow just to spit it to the floor Your venom is my milk and honey, drink it to the coronary coffee And my pulse is taking off like one of those space rockets, you know, sometimes they blow most amazing things Real trees don't grow in my yard But I'm moving from the east Where the apple stores are plenty And there's a crack in my screen You're breaking it with me So you can bite me If it makes you feel any better you can bite me if it makes you feel You can bite me if it makes you feel any better Hello. Hello. Would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, I am Katie from the band Pacing. Or maybe I just am the band Pacing. I haven't quite decided yet. (laughs) That's that's fair. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so I guess an icebreaker to start it off. If you had to pick a letter to describe how your day is going, which letter would you pick and why? Oh my god. 
I struggle so hard with questions like this. <laughs> you know, as soon as someone's like, Nate, like, what's a band you like? I'm like, I've never heard a band in my life. <laughs> you know? I've never fuck? heard a letter before. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to go with like S. It's kind of like up and down. So it's squiggly. Oh. Yeah. Parts were good. Parts were annoying. This part's fun. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think when I like... <laughs> I don't know. Even when I like drafted that question, I was just like, there are like so many ways to go about this, but that is like 26 ways. <laughs> yeah, 26 ways. Um, but that is a very apt way to describe S, I think. So <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm very, I'm very glad that, you know, to just kind of have this opportunity to have you on uh Twinkle Dads. I because yeah, we Twinkle Dads went into hiatus for a bit. Um, and I remember like during the time I didn't do it, there were like a bunch of, you know, like kind of like musicians projects where I'm like, it would just be like so sick to like have them on. And uh, it was like through a tweet that was just like, you need to listen to uh, real poetry is always about plants and birds and trees <laughs> and animals and milk and honey breathing in the pink, but real life is behind the screen by pace. <laughs> Yeah, I was like, okay, um, and I did, and it definitely became like one of my uh, like just favorite projects of last year. But you know, the album, and I think just kind of like pacing as a whole uh, is like decidedly like and like you know anti folk, more on the indie leaning. So I say all that because I have like just kind of the first question to <laughs> pop in mind was like. How does it feel to be asked on like an emo? Oh my gosh, I was podcast. cracking up. <laughs> I feel like it's like a running joke now that I'm like pacing is real emo. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm psyched. I mean, I, I yeah, I was psyched. I was loves laughing and I was psyched. I think it's so funny that like, I feel like I just somehow got like balled deep in like DIY emo Twitter at some yeah. point. But I feel like I was joking to my husband. I feel like I'm like the... Like, I feel like I should be like public enemy number one of DIY emo. <laughs> like, I feel like emo is about like, you know, earnestness and like, you know, <laughs> like vulnerability. And like, I'm like the opposite. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. you know, it's like the whole project is me like fighting with myself, trying to be vulnerable and then being like, that's stupid. <laughs> and then I'm also like, I have such a like, imposter syndrome as a musician. I feel like I'm really just like, a bored disgruntled tech employee that like bought a scarlet interface during covid and like decided to like <laughs> cloud the market of real musicians with my garbage so that's uh, yeah so anyway it's very funny to me um but i love emo oh <laughs> yeah so like whenever people like do try to like branch it into like diy email like do you ever feel like resistance to like any of like the email like genre tagging or resistant to the like like if i'm getting tagged with it or, like... yeah if, like people are just like you know i think i don't know because it came up in like a previous interview where it's just like whenever people are like pacing real poetry is like you know like email like genuinely email are you ever, like <laughs> you know like yes i should be public enemy number one <laughs> but you're like yeah that's like an apt way to describe it um, that doesn't happen very often, I don't think. It's more like my friends on on emo Twitter are saying it. I assume they're joking, but I don't know. <laughs> I think um I think Snake Facts is pretty emo, my little my sad little snake EP. I think that's like that's really emo. TM TM. 
Yeah. Um, but yeah, genre is made up, right? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. The anti-folk thing is really just like, I, I mean, I made that up one day and I wrote it in a press release and it became reality. Um, <laughs> I think it does really like, uh, yeah. It, I mean, the music like does really kind of fit into like the, I don't know, like other like genre like bear or the other like anti-folk like bears like you know like moldy peaches fucking like yeah. even like Cindy gish where it's just like I yeah like it's like a neat little pop yeah totally i love that um yeah i feel like it's just kind of like a tool for trying to find the people who grew up on the juno soundtrack yeah. <laughs> and then it also sort of lowers your expectations it's like saying something as lo-fi i'm like yeah like yeah it sounds like shit a little bit <laughs> yeah fucking yeah, lo-fi really is just kind of a blanket for like when you like listen to something and you think it sounds like shit you're like it's supposed to I can exactly. complain about this. <laughs> it's lo-fi <clears throat> but yeah i guess just like without that like you know i'm kind of just kind of talking about like the funny nature of like I don't know, of anything being called emo and then just <laughs> like an umbrella statement for a lot of things. How's everything going? How has been, I guess, just a, like, you know, the past year of real poetry and just kind of the pacing project? Oh, man, it's been a roller coaster, like the letter S. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's going really well. I feel like I'm, yeah, so lucky that it's going this well. Like, I didn't, I don't know expectations are weird you know it's like when you first start the thing you're like wow it'd be sick if like five people i didn't know listened to my band <laughs> and then you're like uh at some point you're like you know shooting for the moon but i feel like i try to stay in the middle um but it's yeah it's been great i feel like i'm just finally like the most exciting thing that's happened recently is i'm like finding my local music scene which i was really bad like i lived in the internet for so long and i didn't even know how to play my songs like I write a song, I record it. The whole first album, or I'm calling it an EP now, <laughs> branding, <laughs> branding, another branding um, identity crisis. But like the first album, I didn't know how to play any of those songs. I like wrote them and recorded them, and then that was that. And then it just never occurred to me. Um, and so I, like, just the past year, have started playing shows, and it's been so fun. I'm like, why didn't I do this sooner? It's so fun, you know. And I've moved to San Jose, California, and I love the scene here. It's like just a really, it's something really special about like a place where it's like sort of not known for its music scene. <laughs> and then so it's like all the weirdos kind of gathering together, like, yeah. <laughs> um, so that's exciting. And I'm working on, we're like working on arrangements as a band. My partner, Ben, is like sort of unofficially in the band like he's been on some songs and the others he's not you know as far as recording it's kind of like chaotic what i decided to do but um he's just like an incredible musician and much more much more authentically emo than me <laughs> he should be i'm so i'm intimidated by you after listening to your podcast i'm like oh my god i don't know anything <laughs> um, ben's like a just a super talented musician which he'll adamantly deny um and and like a really just like passionate listener of music you know like really keeps up with the things that he loves and supports a ton of things um so anyway just a little ben pitch but yeah so i'm working on a, on a band with ben and then we've just got our friend joe who is playing drums with us and we have our first show as a band like in a week and we need to practice more <laughs> oh yeah oh 
Yeah, I mean, if you don't mind me asking, just because I think I saw the bill, who else is on that? Uh, oh, yeah, on- it rocks. It's, like, stacked. Um, it's Star 99, who um, is, like, my favorite San Jose band and also is... Um, uh, Chris is in Star 99, is Heavy Lemon, who, like, he runs Heavy Lemon, which is, like, this local uh, booking... I don't, I don't know. How do you refer to that? <laughs> anyway, he's wonderful, um, and Star 99 is wonderful. And then it's Spiral XP and TV Star, who are both from Seattle and, like, Super Rock. And it's at Jade Cafe, which is a dim sum restaurant. <laughs> and Heavy Lemon has been putting on shows there, and they've all been, like, amazing. Um, it's a really sweet space. Oh, shit. I think, okay, that's interesting, because I think my, yeah, one of... Um... One of my friends, yeah, one of my friends' bands, or like a band that I'm friends with, uh, with uh, yeah, they performed a Star 99 there. So I'm like, that actually just... Really? What, what band? Uh, they're called Hidden Driver. Shout oh. out Hidden Driver. Um, yeah, I've been to yeah. several Star 99 shows there, but not that one, apparently. <laughs> yeah, I think, you know, it's just funny, too, that you do, like, name, like, Star 99 and kind of, like... Starting at nine TV star and like spiral XP because like kind of going back into like the genre tag conversation. Mm-hmm. It's those are just bands that are really pioneering like the genre of just like guitar. Like yeah. I like <laughs> we'll just see like on the internet where just people will be like solid guitar music from like blank. So that's so funny. I'm so I, I like I was I, I hate lead guitar. <laughs> I'm like a notorious hater of guitar solos. <laughs> um, but like, you know, I like that's not a blanket rule. There are tons of bands that I love that do, you know, and then I trick myself. And but um, so it, it's really funny. It's like we like don't really have lead guitar. <laughs> I'm like very. Yeah, it's a more imposter syndrome for me. <laughs> but I love those bands. I love Star 99. They like make they're like one of my favorite things about living in San Jose. Mm. Oh yeah. I think no, I think pacing especially just like imagining like a full like full band pacing would just be like you know, that would just be like a sick bill overall. <laughs> going to be a sick. Yeah, yeah. I'm super psyched. We'll see and someone's there's going to be someone there like filming the whole thing, I think. Which makes me super nervous because we will have never heard each other before this show. Yeah. <laughs> We've been practicing, you know, here with my like electronic drum kit and then at Joe's house, but we can't hear each other at all because like we don't have a real setup. So the drums just like super overpower everything. <laughs> so the show is going to be like the first time we play together <laughs> and it'll be recorded. So anyway, we'll see how it goes. Yeah. How long, I mean, how long have y'all been like practicing or like how long ago was the decision made? Like since the show was booked. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> like a month or two. Yeah. Um, but, you know, Ben's been playing with me. Um, like we, we, when, so when I first started playing shows, it was just me. And then I sort of added Ben on and he was doing like more textural stuff um, with, with the electric guitar and like some more like noise stuff. Um, and then we've, now that we have drums, Ben's kind of switching between doing that and then playing bass when we have like a couple songs that are more like full band sounding. So it's really, it's really a fun set. It's really all over the place. Like I really do not know. I would love to see like what genre tags one might put on this set because it's really weird. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. So I think there's like, I guess now, I mean, I don't know. The question I want to ask is like, get, you know, so now since it's like branching out, do you kind of like expect in terms of like studio and like recording wise, like 
pacing to just kind of like embrace like having like a bigger crew behind it recorded. Yeah. No, this is the question. I literally just I literally just like looked back on a tweet I made like a year ago earlier where this, this is the tweet i'll read it to you it says oh wow i tweeted a lot today i'm so annoying it says i look forward to not doing that thing where after making two bedroom pop albums you go into a studio with a bunch of men and make something worse <laughs> that was me uh last july <laughs> so anyway i think i'm gonna do that now yeah i think yeah, that yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um no but i think i want to i think well, this is this is totally so i'm working on stuff um so I'm definitely like realizing like the power of band, like it really is so much fun. And Joe and Ben are both so good that I'm like, I don't want you to be like, you know, I never really wanted to have a band where it's like, I'm in charge and here are my songs and you better play exactly what I want you to play, you know? So it's like, I do want to be doing stuff with the three of us. Um, but then I think I want to keep just doing the bedroom thing, bedroom pop thing, like in parallel. And there are always going to be songs that like just never get played like on this record, like annoying email. I don't know how to like, I don't know. I like play the bass part on the keyboard and like, that's never going to happen again. You know, <laughs> like, I don't think it ever needs to be a live song. So I think I'll just keep doing both. And then at some point we're going to figure it out, <laughs> but I'm having fun. <laughs> that's good. I think even with, uh, even with the power of manifestation, like, I'm glad that it just like, you know, it appears to be like a natural, like, and a, like a positive step forward. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, I'm, I'm so lucky, like Ben lives in my house and we can play together at any point, you know, and it's like, we have inherently complete trust. Right. <laughs> and then it's, you know, like starting from that as a foundation is like, I think excellent. Um, as well as like, you know, what's awesome about like being an adult is like, I'm not an idiot anymore like i think like if i was doing this when i was like 16 i'd be making like the world's worst fucking decisions in like every area of this thing <laughs> so it's really nice that i have like a more or less fully formed brain <laughs> and um like you know i know what i want and i know what i don't want to do um yeah. fast forward to like a year from now where i've like completely <laughs> made like some shit album that yeah. opposite of that album. <laughs> Yeah, but like no, that's like a valid point too. Because like just like with like time comes like the ability to like I don't know know more how to communicate and to kind of be like I could solve things out, not in a way that's just completely like jackassery, you know? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And just yeah, knowing that like yeah, the things that you think you want sometimes you don't want, you know. Like a lot of people sort of starting out like, I want to be on a big record label or, you know, like whatever. I want to go on a big tour. And then it's like, you know, people regret their decisions, I think. <laughs> so I think um, before kind of like the last question we have um, before we start the advice questions, um, I did something popped in my mind because I'm just like reading over the uh, like the full like album title of Real Poetry. But. <laughs> Was that like the original, like, was that like the original title or like, I guess just how many variations of the title did you have? Okay. So I'm like a super conceptual person. Um, I like really early on, like, I think I made like a PowerPoint mood board for the album before like half the songs were written, you know? <laughs> so it was pretty early on, like when I wrote Bite Me, I was like, okay, this is like, the concept for like, I'm going to be writing more songs around this concept. And like on my mood board, I was like, you know, like 
real versus fake and like what is real and like people misusing the word real like being like that's so real or um you know like plastic flowers was like a, a theme or like sort of what you know what constitutes is like authentic <laughs> and like when people are you know like that's inauthentic like what does that mean or um there's a whole bunch of crap on this mood board what is that hashtag nature is beautiful <laughs> that was i don't know just things that i think are kind of funny um and then uh okay so early on so then like poetry was a theme because it was sort of i think when i wrote that song i was it was like an exercise with um where i was responding to a poem it was a poem by barbara ross um can't remember i've like wrote this in an email newsletter before <laughs> um but anyway so i was kind of responding to it and i was like god poetry is always about you know like nature <laughs> but that's like feels so far away from like my current mental state is like you know like i don't understand how people like look at the ocean or like a tree swaying in the breeze and that like makes them feel you know emotional in a certain way that i feel like is just like missing from my <laughs> from my cold grinch heart or something um, <laughs> so anyway where am i going with this right so that was the original concept and definitely after i wrote that song i was like okay this is the direction i'm going um and then the title was always real poetry which i thought was funny as a title um but then i i think one of the things was that like that's like a thing like with rap, you know, it'd be like real N word poetry, right? So that's like sort of already taken as like a concept, you know, as a bunch of like playlists called that. So I was like, I don't want to be like trying to piggyback on that or like people think that I'm like, you know, um, so then but then that you know there was like and then and then when i was like oh i'm just gonna do a long ass album title <laughs> like then it kind of became just a thing on its own i was like this seems really on brand for me with snake facts i had just done like the really long um song titles and mm -hmm. it's also kind of i think like a shout out to like the long ass song titles of my youth <laughs> of like <laughs> empire empire and stuff um <laughs> And, and it turned out to be like incredible branding. <laughs> like so many people found out about my album just from people tweeting the whole album title and then other people being like, what's that? <laughs> I think, I, I don't know if I've Googled it. I don't know if I've Googled my album title. <laughs> I should see what comes back. Um, so anyway, long story long. I mean, I think, okay, that's like very delightful and I think insightful. <laughs> no, I think just because it's like, you know, having like the, having the first line, I don't know. I think just for the audience, it's just like, please just so many of it, like just so many ideas, I think just looking back onto listening, just like kind of like connected and like made like a lot more sense. And I think I just like appreciate the album more and like my favorite parts of the album so um really the only thing i do have to say in response to that is just to the audience yeah please listen to this album front to back if you haven't um yeah i don't yeah i because i could just ramble on and on and it would not not be fruitful for the idea of podcasting you can but, keep uh, rambling saying nice things about me i'm i'm yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sure everyone would love it. Just imagine like a podcast where it's just like you go on and the person just like punishes you for like 50 minutes. I feel like that totally happens. This doesn't like happen to me very often. I'm not like I'm not like Taylor Swift. <laughs> anyway. Bro, Taylor Swift on podcast where she just like doesn't even say a word and it's this person being like, 
you're so amazing. Like, you know, like, <laughs> you're so good. It's like, <laughs> I'm sure. Um, but I think to just kind of like the last question to uh, end off before we go on to the advice questions, uh, you mentioned annoying email. Um, and yeah, I guess what's like the most annoying email possible? Like, what's <laughs> like an email like required to be annoying? Uh, well, I'm the most annoying emailer ever. <laughs> I like, okay, I have, I'm such an over explainer. Like, I'm, I'm really like hung up on like honesty. Like, it's like, it's like a tick is I'm like, I have to tell you every single aspect of this or else I'm lying. <laughs> You'll think I'm lying. So I'm like, I'm like an extreme over explainer. Um, and I'll and I then will like apologize in between my over explaining for over explaining until it's like the email is like impossible to parse. It's like a you have to sit down and like re I mean, I don't know if you're on my email newsletter, but I do this to people. People will sign up to receive these emails. Um, but so so yeah, the most annoying email ever would include a lot of rambling, unnecessary information, apologies, uh, contradictions. Um, and like general business language, like circle back, like stuff that is sort of like alienating and makes you forget that you're a person, uh -huh. like, you know, <laughs> well, I don't know, <laughs> we can pencil that in, we'll circle back. Yeah, the circle. Yeah. Oh. Cheers. <laughs> yeah. Cheers is fine, cheers is fine, but best is also fine. <laughs> the email signatures are fine. It's the, it's the you know, <laughs> it's the cumulative effect. <laughs> yeah. It's like the just like the very like faint reminders that this is like transactionary. And so yeah, like that's true. That's a bummer. Yeah. Uh, and so, by the way, I love like like for all of my like neurotic apology emailing, I love people who just respond to an email and they're like, sounds good. Like or like people who just like write like regular sentences with periods at the end. I'm like, huh, thank you. <laughs> like I don't want to talk to myself. <laughs> I'm so yeah. annoying. Yeah, it's always it's always a delight too when people do just kind of like send like that quick like sounds good thank you because it's like cool like you know I would say that to you if I didn't feel like emails had to be like formal you know <laughs> yeah for sure pain and suffering I miss phone calls man I was thinking the other day like I'm like a real um like I'm really terrified of phone calls like when my phone rings I'm like what you know yeah. um. And I'm really bad at calling my friends, like notoriously awful. Um, but I like love talking on the phone. Once I get on the phone, you like can't get rid of me. <laughs> kind of like once you get me on your emo podcast and <laughs> talking about other crap. Um, I love chatting. I just am terrified of getting on the phone. It's like getting in the shower or something. Yeah, yeah I think that too is just like, I don't know, like emails can kind of, same thing with text. I don't know. I know, like, personally, it's just, like, emails and texts can kind of just, like, hang there forever. So there's, like, no, like, mm -hmm. you can kind of just do it. when You can respond whenever you want. It's okay. With calls, though, it's, like, you just have to be ready in the moment or, like, yeah. not ready. But it's so much more efficient. Like, half the time those texts, like, especially because I'm, like, a neurotic, you know, need to phrase it exactly right and tell you everything that's in my brain. Like... Mm -hmm. It'd be so much more efficient for me to just talk to you on the phone most of the time. It's just that, yeah. It's a, so anyway, I miss phone calls. I miss home phones. <laughs> shout, out, shout out landlines. <laughs> if you call me, I won't answer, but <laughs> shout out landlines. <laughs> but appreciate the thought. I, <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, thank you so much 
for, I guess, that question, that interview portion about uh, your project and real poetry. Um, yeah, we we're going to like just play like when we go into this segment and when we go out of it, we'll play a song from the project we're speaking about. I have yet to pick a song that will like read that will start the interview. But if you had to pick any song uh, from real poetry to play us off into the advice questions, which song would you pick and why? Uh, I have no idea. Um, I feel like I feel like I want you to pick. I feel like you know your your audience. <laughs> um, I don't know. <laughs> Should it be emo? <laughs> no, it doesn't. Have to be. It could be anything. It could be your favorite. It could be your least favorite track. Like my least favorite track. Um, I don't. I don't know. I'm gonna let you pick. I think you should pick. Okay. Um, I think for in a dream world, I just would just do asterisk mark asterisk mark asterisk mark. <laughs> you can totally but like, do that. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I want to do that. I want to do that, and I want to do annoying email and just kind of like package them together. Totally. So, okay. Yeah. Without without further ado, it's actually Mr. really funny. Then people, sorry. <laughs> 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 just like then like after all this discussion with no contact just playing the noise track and then like yeah. people will be like huh weird i thought it was gonna be different <laughs> i know it's it's the thing with branding because also uh live laugh love harsh noise version i would do that but i'm like maybe like when it comes to marketing maybe um no i think like, you're i think you're exactly right though you got to do annoying email since we just talked about annoying email and then yeah. noise track yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So this is uh, the noise track, which is just multiple asterisk marks and then uh, annoying email uh, by pacing off of real poetry. Thank you all so much. And we'll talk to y'all oh so soon.
this right now over email. Sorry if that didn't make sense. Thank you for your patience. It's been a long week for everyone. Is anybody mad at me? I'm serious. Is anybody mad at me? Katie and Twinkle Dad, I recently celebrated living in a big and busy city for over a year now. And even though I think I'm the happiest I've ever been, I have an amazing partner and amazing friends, and I'm doing projects that I love, I feel stuck. Whenever it feels like there's nothing going on, I just get overwhelmed with the idea that nothing I'm doing right now will pan out and I'll be stuck in this post-grad hole for forever. I'm happy when I'm doing the stuff I love, but I can't do that stuff 24-7. Am I just impatient? Antsy? How should I go about handling these lulls? Thank you so much. Margaret Sick at Huntsman's Creek. Ouch, Margaret. <laughs> Relatable. <laughs> oh, um, yeah. Uh, I... That yes, this this speaks to me. <laughs> um, personally, I don't tolerate lulls. I just like create something to devote my entire life to, like a band. Um, but yeah, I was not particularly prepared with advice here. Um, I definitely relate to like feeling like I think just like the idea that you're like, is this real life? Like, is this really what it's going to be? You're like kind of always expecting something else to happen. Um, and I'm really bad at that. I don't feel like I have good advice, but that's what I do is I just like devote all of my, like I go through obsessions where I'll just have a thing that I devote all of my time to. And then like in between that, I'm just like depressed waiting for the next obsession. <laughs> um, so as much as I can try to structure that to like create stuff for myself to focus on. Yeah. I mean, that's like, I think for, you know, Margaret, it's like, I guess it's just the, I don't know, because it's like, it feels like doing the stuff, like, I I think the lulls thing is just, like, very, like, I don't know, it's a bit, like, perplexing, because it's just, like, I think in a way, it's just, like, it's almost impossible to, like, not have lulls. Mm -hmm. That's so like, <laughs> So it's just, like, almost, like, what would make like margaret like feel better about like experiencing those lulls mm -hmm. right like i feel like the advice we should be giving margaret is like don't worry about it like take a deep breath try to enjoy your life as it is right now it won't ever be like this again you know you're in this exciting time like just try to you know not feel bad about the fact that you're not there yet and like just you know but like that advice is annoying because i would feel annoyed if i was receiving that advice <laughs> yeah 
because it, it is really just like oh like it's the same thing when it's like i will always think of i forgot which podcast i heard it from but uh, <laughs> <in> my life. <laughs> um but it's a good podcast i will probably just edit it in somewhere but uh it was like it's a podcast about depression and they like it just like reminds me of the advice of like whenever like people do open up about like being depressed or being sad like a lot of people will like be like drink water like you know like <laughs> have you have you tried exercising and it's just like yep yeah like yeah and it like you know doesn't make it better you mm-hmm. know and the uh, worst part too like like i don't do those things you know and then i still get annoyed like i like i, I feel like i always have this thought in my head as i'm like all of my problems would be solved. I just know if I drank water, exercised, meditated, did, you know, like called a friend every day, like whatever the list of things are. I mean, I have a list where I'm like, yeah. I just know that this, it would be better, <laughs> but it's like, it's, it's hard. I mean, it's just, yeah, it's just, it feels impossible. <laughs> yeah. I know. It feels like it, cause it is kind of, I'm sorry, Margaret, for this advice that it's well, just really kind of, worst. I mean, it's an emo advice show. I think we're doing fine. <laughs> yeah. Emo advice. And it's just like two people we offer you empathy. <laughs> yeah. No. Cause it's like, especially like the post-grad limbo is like, that's mm-hmm. one thing, but like, yeah, I think that too is because like, it's always going to be gradual. Like, in terms of like progression or like feeling happy or adjusting, you know, even if like it doesn't feel so right now, like it will get better, you know, if you believe you're on the right path. But like, you know, th- speaking about like having like a list or like just the notes that everyone says to hit whenever you're like sad, it like, it's also fair to feel disappointed when you just do one of those things and be like, well, that didn't work. Like, you know, right. No, absolutely. Totally. (laughs) And I'm sure sometimes you do all of them and it doesn't work. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. Life is cruel and unfair. (laughs) Yeah. Life. Yeah. Life is fucking cruel and unfair. Um, (laughs) So did, um, I guess, did you have like any like song recommendations yeah okay i've struggled i've overthought this to death um because you only give me one day to come up with song rex and this is a this is a a big deal man (laughs) to take weeks to make the perfect playlist no but i think i have the perfect one um it's a song from my friend a career woman is a band local um santa cruz my friend melody um is the songwriter and the song is called No Alibi. She writes a lot of songs that are kind of about like dissociating and kind of being like, when does my real life start? Like, why am I not enjoying my life? Which I feel like is maybe in line with Mar- what Margaret's feeling. Um, and I'm torn because, so my friend, she does like these dorm room demos where she like records just on like a single earbud. Um, <laughs> and then she later does the song like with her full band and they also sound amazing. So I can't decide which version to go with. They're both bangers. But I think, I think we should do the demo. Okay. Uh, the that's I don't know the concept of that being called a dorm room demo is just that's so funny. That is it's like so cool. It's literally her like on an earbud, like in front of her roommates <laughs> singing into the earbud, um, and then she uses this like god awful web app 
um, where you like, can't export stems. It's like GarageBand Junior. Um, and it sounds amazing. I mean, what were we saying about Lo-Fi earlier? But, but her band is also incredible. And like the actual song, everyone has to promise to listen to that also. Because yeah. it really bangs. Um, the demo is just special. Yeah, I think that's also a good one. Honestly, I, I want to know. I don't know if you would oppose to this. You can happily say now. What if I put like both versions? Sure. Like, Absolutely. I was kind of going to say that, but I was like, I'm so annoying. <laughs> it's a short song. <laughs> well, honestly, if someone, if a guest was, has ever, like, if a guest ever asked me to just do like a YouTube video, like MP3, I'd be like, okay. Like, you know, like, <laughs> Excellent. Um, <clears throat> but I guess for you, Margaret, it's like, I do like listening to like the de uh, dorm room demo of no alibi and then like the full band version it's just kind of like you know those are like you know same song done like two different times at like two different like stages i think yeah it's going to be brutal life is going to be uh brutal no matter what and you know you you definitely have like our empathy and our care for like going through those lulls and i think just like it'll be worth it you could record something yeah, record something at during those boring lulls, and then you can just revisit it when you're like, damn, I actually like went on the path I was set out to do. It's just <laughs> that those two weeks sucked. So oh my gosh, that's so beautiful how you tied that together. Yeah. <laughs> I'm touched by this internet connection between you, me, and Margaret <laughs> and your analogy of song. Yeah. <laughs> it's really lovely. <laughs> yeah, I like, yeah, that's part of the reason I was like suggesting it too, because I'm like, that actually is like, I feel like that's nice. It sounds fun. It's something that I'm excited to listen to. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, man. Yeah. I guess, do you have any final words for Margaret before we listen to? Uh, both versions of No Alibi. Um, I want to know what she thinks of the song. <laughs> if she's dissatisfied with her music recommendation, I will make her an, a new playlist. So let me know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Feel free to, to get it right. <laughs> right. Just like, yeah, the most. Do you just like wake up one morning to an email? <laughs> fuck you and it's just like okay like, <laughs> I'm just, margaret seems like a nice person i don't think that's gonna happen I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, song wrecks are hard you know sometimes like yeah song wrecks are challenging yeah and you're like, all, yeah <laughs> yeah sorry it's always like such an accomplishment when people are like that was a so like good song wreck it's like yes. right right because you have to really understand like what like you know when you're like you like this thing so i think you'll like this thing it's like sometimes you're wrong for the reason that you thought they liked the thing. This happens to me all the time where it's like, sure, that's the same genre, but you've completely missed the point of why I liked that first thing. And then this yeah. is especially challenging where it's like, here's the thing that to me represents the feeling that I think you're feeling. And it's yeah. like, if I'm wrong. It's like, oh, I actually just didn't understand you. I was just projecting. <laughs> it's like, yeah, there's just so many like different levels to it, mm -hmm. I think. And like, yeah, maybe. Yeah, a bit off topic, but it's like it's always worse too when you give a song wreck and a person's just like, "I never listened to this like on my own." But thanks, I appreciate the thought. <laughs> Ouch, man. But yeah, I mean, you know, I really hope Margaret that you do enjoy these songs, uh, and please let uh, please let Katie know whether or not you enjoyed the songs because that would mean a lot. So, without further ado. 
This is No Alibi by Career Woman, Dorm Room Demo, and then No Alibi by Career Woman, the like fully produced song. <laughs> uh, thank you so much. And yeah, I hope this serves you well. Bye bye now.
Dear Katie and T-Dad, my partner is always doing this thing where she pushes people away before they can hurt her. But then she gets upset now that they're not close. And I'm just standing here like, remember when you pushed them away? But obviously I can't say that. How should I go about this? Thank you, Ethel and Des Moines. Once again, just ouch. I feel like you picked these advice questions to like come for me personally. <laughs>
<laughs> I find that very relatable. <laughs> just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I find that super relatable where you're sort of, yeah, you want more from people, but you don't know how to ask them or you're like, you know, sort of creating distance when you mean to do the opposite for various reasons. Um, and I think that like, once again, just like anti-advice of like, I think there's sort of nothing you can really do. Like, I think she kind of just has to learn for herself and all you can really do is just like be there and, you know, love her and support her. But yeah. what I would probably actually do is just very bluntly tell her what she's doing because that's how I handle my life. And it usually doesn't work out. <laughs> um, so, but I, yeah, I mean, just the fact that you like care and are watching and asking strangers for advice, it sounds like you're doing a good job and you care about her and you're supporting her. Yeah. I think, yeah, that's a really solid point, too, because honestly, because it's like semi related to like the last question as well is because like when it comes to like giving advice or like comforting other people, you know, like Ethel, if you are a person who takes like the empathy route of just like, I don't know how to solve that, but you're right. It does kind of suck. And it's like, I feel for you. It's just like if that's your way of showing your partner that you like care about them. I feel like you're on the right path, you know, literally asking two strangers for <laughs> advice and like having that in your mind that you're like really like prioritizing like how to care for them. I think another point that, that comes in my mind that it's just like, I don't know how long you've been in a relationship with your partner, Ethel, but it's like at this point, you probably like, like, let's say you guys have been together for like a while a long time you probably like already know like a way to like communicate to them so it's just like what's like like what would be a way for you to like communicate to them of just like hey like why do you do this like in a way that's just like loving and affirming instead of you going but you did push them away <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. I, I feel like this, I spent a lot of time on Reddit, <laughs> like on like, am I the asshole? And these stupid <laughs> Reddits, they're like people looking for advice. Um, and I feel like a lot, I think a lot of the time that's the response is like, someone's like, how do I talk to my partner about whatever? And it's like, you've already done it so elegantly to us, you know, in this post with so much like care, you know, literally just read them this post is <laughs> sort of the, you know, <laughs> um, it is clear that they care that Ethel cares. Yeah. It's also like, like it feels like a, a step before like the stages of like, uh, am I the asshole questions? Cause that's usually like, I feel like Ethel, you could post on, am I the asshole? If you did say, but you obviously you push them away and they're like, <laughs> now they're mad at me. Am I the asshole? Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now they're being pushed away. <laughs> yeah. Now they're it sucks watching people that you love do stupid things. <laughs> um it do be like that sometimes. Yeah. It it you know, it's just like always like I guess just like once again, it depends on like what the relationship is like. Because if y'all already have like this like foundation of trust, then I feel like what's the harm in just kind of like you know sitting down and like talking about it you know as opposed to like let's say this is like a new foundling relationship and you saying this is like kind of like what breaks it apart you know yeah yeah 
so a longer relationship because they've noticed this pattern over time yeah so i think yeah i mean what i think yeah especially in the empathy approach of giving advice it's just like i don't know it's funny just so many different so, there are so many ways to just approach situations i think it's just funny that we're just both kind of like yeah, this blows, you know, because it does. Um, well, I was just thinking, I was just thinking it's hilarious how, like, fucking smug I am in my advice giving after, like, eight minutes of it, where I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, so all-knowing about it all. <laughs> I feel qualified to give advice now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I appreciate this, like, you know, I appreciate it, because it's always just, because that's also, like, a good way of giving advice. Like, you know, people will, like, Especially when you just like only know so much about the person asking advice, like you know, instead of being like, "I know everything about you," it's just like, "Yeah, you know, it fucking sucks to suck." Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're uh, the one who does this professionally. <laughs> I, professionally, I songs. <laughs> so I guess just on that note, like, what song recommendation did you have for Ethel? Ethel. Oh yeah. Um, okay, well, I, I felt the need to pick something email to prove my emo cred. <laughs> so um, the song is Really Big Shrimp by Carly Cosgrove, um, which is just a band that I love and discovered recently. And there's like a real self-destructive streak in this this songwriter and in this song. And I think that um, I don't know if it'll be any help, but I think it'll be relatable. Yeah, I think... Yeah, I think that is a solid uh, song choice and really does prove emo cred. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Willard. <laughs> I was going to give you a cheek face song, but I was like, I feel like I'll get kicked out of DIY emo. If I... <laughs> oh, yeah, I, I, was, I was on the bus home and I just I saw that on uh, on your story and I just like could not stop laughing. So like, what? oh, the, the emo. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, yeah, you could do a very cheap face song. What's I just think that would be like the most authentic me thing to do is to bring play a cheek face song on the on the emo podcast. Because <laughs> you know, cheek face is secretly sad. Okay, yeah. this is like like most of the music I like can either fall in the category of like like funny but secretly sad or like sad but secretly funny. You know, and cheek yeah. face is super fun. Wait, yeah. yeah, whatever I said, yeah, <laughs> cheek face. Secretly sad, but also just like so fucking catchy. So, so true. So, true. <laughs> yeah. so I guess just any final words for Ethel before we kind of say goodbye to this episode and then play off with really big shrimp. Ethel, I expect to hear from you. <laughs> what you like my song choice? And if you, your, uh, yeah, your your money back, I will make you a playlist guaranteed. <laughs> Yeah, I will Venmo you five dollars actually from out of my pocket for Margaret or Ethel. Um, yeah, yeah, I'll match that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that what a funny chain that would be. But uh, besides thinking about uh, Venmoing strangers over song recommendations, thank you so much, Katie, for oh gosh, just. No, thank you. I had so much fun. What a blast. <laughs> I know it was very delightful. Do you have any like? final things you'd like to say any plugs before we play off the episode um no i mean yeah thank you so much for having me your show rocks um this was so much fun pacing is a real emo you heard it here first 
Um, <laughs> can I get my emo card in the mail? <laughs> emo. <laughs> Uh, yeah, man. Thank you so much. It was so much fun. All right. Thank you. Thank you for becoming real emo, becoming <laughs> the most prominent post-hardcore old <laughs> band. Um, <laughs> yeah. So hell yeah, Ethel. I really hope that our advice and conversation helped um, to any of the listeners. I just hope that y'all enjoyed this. And most importantly, uh, listen to real poetry. By pacing. <laughs> it's always about plants and birds and trees and all the animals and milk on honey breathing in the pink, but real life is behind the screen. That was quick. That was. I could, <laughs> oh my, professional. I, <laughs> yeah. I could only imagine after like typing it twice, it's just like fucking locked in. So I actually never type it. I just copy and paste it. I, I don't really type things if I can help it. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> all right. Uh, this is Really Big Shrimp by Carly Cosgrove. Thank y'all so much. Thank everyone just for listening. Thank you, Katie, once again. I hope y'all enjoy, and I'll talk to y'all next time. Bye-bye.
Special. As soon as they're over, I'm not. 